Greetings, one and all. Uh, this is number episode... Number episode? Episode number 12. Get them my words in order. That'll be a good start. Be a very good start. Um, this episode is definitely being taken in strange times. We're in the bunker. We're in the lockdown. We're in the war zone. <laughs> However you want to define it. Um, so... It hasn't necessarily affected my ability to put out podcasts. The reason I haven't put them out is um, just reassessing what the purpose is of this podcast is going to be. Been doing a lot more research. Been putting time into making some music, and also helping uh, keep a giant garden going, which has been much more work than I thought it was going to be. But um, yeah, just a little bit of uh, updates and housekeeping on what's going to be going on with this podcast. Um, it will still be running. I'm going to be uploading uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays now. Uh, I set myself a task of doing this thing daily. But it, you quickly realize that this thing takes over your life and becomes your entire uh, focus. And when you've got five or six projects on the go... It's simply not not uh, feasible. There's only so many hours in the day. So I'm going to be uploading at 7 p.m. tonight because it is Monday. I'm recording this around a couple of hours before. And I've got a lot to get to in this episode. Um, check out me on Twitter at Tobias. That's my username. And it's also going to be on the uh, New Middle Facebook page and on my personal Facebook for anyone who's a personal friend of mine. Lucky to be in the club. Wee, 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 wee. Yes, boys and ladies. Don't want to exclude anybody. I feel like I should go on now on a list of all the gender options we've got, but um, haven't got time. All right. <laughs> so, without further ado, here is uh, episode 12. <laughs> You know what scares me most about the situation? Not many things. I'm fortunate enough to be in an area that's quite rural, that has a low number of uh, cases at this time, and I'm able to focus on the creative side of my ambitions. But the thing that sort of worries me is not this pandemic. I... Uh, find the media making a big deal over something that um, is more of an unknown than it is a known. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's the thing that's uh, keeping them on the, on the ball with this one. But uh, the thing that scares me most is how much it reveals about the primitive state of our consciousness and the primitive state of our societies. And one thing... I really wanted to unpack in this episode is to keep a sense of perspective and to also offer some encouragement to the people who are genuinely worried about what they're going to be doing with their lives and wondering what they're going to be doing with their lives now that everything's put on hold for the next couple of months. Yeah, strange squirrely times we live in indeed. Those words have never been more appropriate than for now. And one of the things that is keeping us together is the internet. So, we need to think of better ways to use these tools. 
to all of creative people that are finding creative ways to live stream their concerts and connect with people and create music and write. And I've got friends who are making wonderful engraving uh, um, projects and wonderful painting projects and people doing gardening. And this, even though it definitely is a crisis, is also a massive awakening of people's consciousness. I don't know about you, but I've seen a sort of bigger split. This happens every so once in a while, where an event will come along, and the you know th there's a good chunk of the population that just goes along with the panic. They feel an obligation. They feel an obligation to the establishment. Go along with the panic. Make sure that people, you know, uh, follow the narrative because somehow you're responsible to keep this narrative going, even though you know you're just a victim of a giant system that doesn't really give us you know uh, two do two craps about you, but. The, the bigger point to be gleaned from this is how many people wake up? How many people, how many of your friends and family have taken this uh, time to look at themselves and look at their lives and look at the people around them and go, wait, hang on, something's amiss here. Something's gone really badly wrong. Something's gone really badly wrong when it takes a calamity like this for community groups to start up, start delivering food to the elderly, as if we shouldn't have been doing this all along, as if we shouldn't have been creative, gardening, creating music, podcasts, all the rest of it all along. It kind of shows that the crisis we're facing is a crisis of the lack of imagination, the lack of consciousness. When you have a weakened society, and by that I mean a populace who feels their first primary goal is to serve whatever uh, goal posts they have in their lives, job, got to, you know, pay the mortgage, got to do this, got to call my parents once a year to make sure they're alive, <laughs> you know. Um, it gets a little squirrely and we need occasionally for something to come in the face and just whack us in the face and, uh, you know, make sure that we're keeping perspective, keeping things in order. And that's kind of what I want to get into in the next 10 minutes or so. How have you felt listening to the news in the last week? I, I hope you haven't spent too much time looking at the news because, quite frankly, it does become a bit depressing and it does become a bit uh, overly stimulating of the imaginative side of your psyche when that should be taken up by more positive and constructive thoughts. Uh, how did you feel when you saw the Prime Minister sat at his desk with his hands crossed like a stern school teacher, you know, looking into the camera, telling the nation that he should have done this three weeks ago, really. But now he's got no choice. He's going to lock the thing down. The country's going into lockdown. We're in war, folks. Let me do my best Churchill impression. <laughs> and... Um, Listen, and am I am I glad that the prime minister is taking the advice of pandemics experts? Hell yes, I would not want to be in America right now. Um, I'm not one to really criticize Donald Trump as vociferously as maybe I should. Um, I mean, because it's just so darn easy. It's so he just writes the jokes for you <laughs> in everything that he says, but. 
it's um it's kind of disturbing that he takes this crisis personally and um he see he's actually threatening to not take public uh health concerns seriously because they might affect his uh image as president so at least we have a prime minister who's swayed by science got to start somewhere i suppose um <laughs> To, to the people who feel scared right now, and it's understandable to feel scared, this is a moment where we are having our liberties tested and our ability to trust the government severely tested, severely challenged, because what they are asking us to do is essentially put our lives on hold. And uh, we've all agreed to it because of the evidence but what do we do after this thing is over when this thing dies down the big 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 sign of achievement is not going to be how many people we saved although that will be a symptom of our success the biggest success is going to be what did we do to change our consciousness and our systems going forward what did we do in this time of crisis to really repair the threads of our communities to repair the threads of our societies what did we do to awaken up so here's a couple of things i want you to think about if you're listening to this this is temporary i know this last three weeks has felt like the chapter of a new um you know beginning of a new chapter in history and in some ways it is in some ways this is a classic reliving of the spanish flu of uh, the, you know, uh, breakout after World War One, And these things, we're not safe from them yet. That's as technologically advanced as we are, we still are at the mercies of nature. And one thing nature will always do if we test it too much is bite us in the ass. <laughs> So let's look at this crisis as, you know, step one of waking up. What is the problem? What actually went wrong? Why did this occur in the first place? It's because we have been living as a species in a way that is not compatible with the earth on which we have to rest, on the earth which sustains us, on the planet which gives natural law that gives us the ability to live and breathe in sustainable ways. We have not found the code and if we have found the code, the people who have the code don't have the power. So maybe it's not that human being, or so it's not that the planet is going to wipe us out. It's maybe that we have just created a system that is completely out of whack. So step one, what is the problem? It's because we ignored our health for so long. Why is it that we're not talking about people's immune systems? That was something I wanted to get to, that the media is not touching with a 10-foot pole. The people who are surviving this, I'm trying to stay on the positive side of this epidemic, even though I know it's deeply tragic. The people who are surviving this are the ones with strengthened immune systems. So why isn't the NHS giving guidelines out? Here's what you should eat to protect your immune system. Here's what you should do. Here's, And this is kind of the irony of the shutdown is how is locking away in your own little bubble, not having contact with the outside world, 
not really having contact with your friends, not having contact with outside groups, how is that going to help our immune systems? How is that going to help morale? How is that going to help us move forward? I don't necessarily think it will. And while I understand that we need to slow the spread, flatten the curve, all this you know new language we've been learning, and I do agree with it, and I am um, following the lockdown advice very carefully. Um, I guess I'm fortunate enough where... I have the ability to do so. Thousands of people in London apparently don't have that option. And thousands of people in other cities don't have that option right now. And I feel for them. I pray for them. But we need to keep that side of the equation in check as well. That we're not, we can't just seal ourselves away in little bubbles uh, to protect ourselves because our immune systems need germs to practice on. So that's a, a big part of what I wanted to wanted to get off my chest is, yes, I think it's temporarily good that we follow this uh, shutdown advice, that we go with the Prime Minister, we go with the establishment, just because of science. This is not really a time for political ideology or a time to be talking about conspiracy. Um, we have enough stressful shit going on in the real world <laughs> um, without getting into that. Uh, can of worms. Um, but if we don't take this opportunity to start taking care of our health, reimagining the purpose of work, reimagining the purpose of our local officials, I don't know about you, but the top-down nature of the way this has been handled has been quite alarming. The fact that um, we're all looking up to five people in a cabinet to guide us through this situation. And I have not heard a single peep from my local council leader. I've not heard a single thing from my local officials. I don't even know their names, if I'm being bluntly honest. I don't know who represents me on the local level. Um, and partly that is because I don't think they really matter, which is kind of worrying. So maybe we need to demand more from them and stop looking to the central authority to get our cues. You know, this is, I, I sort of, I realize there's some idealism and some moralism in what I'm saying, but it is true. We have completely lost touch with our local government. Um, and if we lose track with our local government, then that opens this power vacuum for them to just serve whoever is interested in local government. And usually that's going to be the wealthy. So have you ever seen, though, a time of more creativity? I'm blessed to see so many people out and about taking, taking care of their kids and coming together. A sense of national unity at times like this is, is, is a great thing. I, I'm sure a lot of you went and clapped for our NHS workers, which, I mean, that's a subject for an entirely new podcast altogether, but it, it's moments like that that give you this sort of sense of positive nationalism that gives you purpose and meaning in the world. But it's not enough. It's not enough. These are these are just reminders. These are not these are reminders that we have to 
tilt the balance back. We have to take back control, essentially. <laughs> it's, it's, I realize I'm I just realized in saying that that, that was a, uh, a manifesto promise from the, from the Tories, and now I feel slightly slimy. So moving on. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me leave my thoughts on this note. My prayers and thoughts go out to all of the people who I know are really, really having a crap time with this. And there are a lot of people, so it would be wrong of me not to acknowledge that. But the answer lies with what we do with the future. What are we, we going to do to fix this mess in a way that's not just putting a you know, load of duct tape over it? What, what are we going to do to awaken people, to realize that we are indeed in a new century and every generation needs to update the system, needs to update the structure, needs to update the zeitgeist, and needs to come in with new fresh ideas. And so this is our mandate right now for everyone born in the sort of 90, 1990 generation and beyond. You need to be the torchbearers. It's time to pick up that mantle. It's time to get on the phone. It's time to call your neighbors. <laughs> because this, this is not going to be a revolution of arms and violence in the street. This is not going to be a revolution of uh, mass political change because those things are often destabilizing for the worst. This is going to be a awakening, a revolution of awakening, a revolution of consciousness, a revolution of education to realize that the thought processes and the, and the systems we live under are not serving us. They're not natural. We need to return to small communities that look after one another. We, we need to return to the idea of localized power and um, basic things like food production from your local area, you know, making sure that we are um, looking after our neighbors, our elderly neighbors, that we can't just leave it all to the government. And I hope, I really do, and I'm always trying to find genuine positive uh, you know outcomes to be found out of this but uh, let's let's take this opportunity to just stop for a second and reassess everything and I know a lot of us have already been doing that but the best way we can survive this storm is to A. recognise we are in a storm B. Get prepared and see. Let's get imaginative. Let's get creative. Let's realize we are the torchbearers. Let's realize we've got to take this system forward. It's time for a reboot. It's time for a recheck. It's time for an awakening, guys. We gotta make it happen.